0: This is the Journal of Ecology podcast. I'm Scott Chamberlain. As time progresses, important questions in ecology change. What are the important questions now? Why do we need to identify important questions? The Journal of Ecology is publishing a paper on identifying 100 fundamental ecological questions. William Sutherland is a professor at the University of Cambridge. I recently caught up with William to chat about his paper published in the Journal
1: I'm uh, Bill Sutherland from the Conservation Science Group in the... Department of Zoology, University of Cambridge. I'm a population ecologist and a conservation biologist.
0: We're here to discuss the paper uh, coming out soon in the Journal, journal of Ecology, identifying 100 uh, fundamental ecological questions, uh, which you led. Uh, what was the motivation behind the paper?
1: Ecology is becoming more applied, and I'm very happy with that. That's strongly my beliefs and principles. But I'm also very keen to ensure that we retain the pure scientific intellectually exciting side to it. And it was to help promote that and to help identify an agenda of the really exciting issues uh, in order to encourage uh, new science and encourage pure ecology to flourish.
0: So this paper was quite a large undertaking. Um, You started off with 754 questions, uh, from what I understand, Um, What what process was used to to narrow these down to the the 100?
1: We have quite a complicated process. We used to be fairly unsophisticated and just have a very crude way of people voting and discussing it. We now have a very rigorous scheme whereby we vote repeatedly and we discuss and we rewrite the questions. And so there were, I can't remember, four or five different voting levels. So the, the questions were refined and refined, and we narrowed the number of questions down and down and down until we came to our final hundred. But all the way through, we were working on the questions and improving them and making them clearer and more useful and more pertinent.
0: The 100 questions were broken down into uh, seven themes, uh, evolution and ecology, populations, disease and microorganisms, communities and diversity, Uh, ecosystems and functioning, human impacts and global change and methods. So so the seven themes included different numbers of questions. Uh, You know, one theme might have 10 and another 15. Uh, For example, um, does this number of questions reflect anything about the topical area?
1: Uh, I suspect it will reflect uh, how much interest there is in those areas. And to some extent, also, the people are invited. We try to have a very broad group of people to to reduce the impact of single individuals. But in these exercises, there must always be a bit of an individual emphasis. But it's interesting looking at the distribution of questions. So there's a very big ecosystem service element, as you might expect. There's a big impact of the consequences of humans. We excluded directly applied questions, but there are many questions looking at the the impact of humans on ecological processes, which is interesting. Uh, I guess the disease section, we might not have had that a few years ago.
0: So you mentioned influence of particular people. Do you think that because this process is not, you know, I don't know, comp- you know, computer algorithm driven or, or something like that, do you think you know, particularly opinionated people had a, had a disproportionate impact on what questions?
1: Uh, no, I don't actually. We had, we had a system that had multiple rounds of voting and it had a fairly large group. And in the final group, there was everyone together. And so individuals didn't have that much influence. Uh, it was very much a group decision. So I feel pretty happy that a single individual could not sway this process.
0: So you mentioned in the discussion section that some of the, the unanswered questions uh, cut across some of the themes. Um, so if you, if you could, could highlight one or two of these questions, what, what, what would they be?
1: Almost all of them do. An awful lot of them do. An awful lot of them... An awful, uh, sorry. An awful lot of these questions cut across themes. I'm, I'm not sure I like to identify one or two because there are actually so many. Uh, an awful lot of them do say, let's look at the impact of one area upon another area. And I guess that's the way ecology is at the moment. It's very much cross-cutting. It's looking at broad questions. It's looking at the impact of one subject upon another.
0: Right, so I guess that sort of calls for, you know, uh, interdisciplinary ecology and, and lots of ecologists working together uh, instead of sort of doing doing research on your own like it seemed to to be, you know, in in the beginning of ecology.
1: Yeah, that's true. Uh, And the sort of population type questions can very much be done on your own, but a lot of the larger questions on ecosystems are going to require a bigger team.
0: So some of the questions um, are going to be more difficult to answer than others of these 100 uh, questions. Uh, Do you have a sense for, are are they all equally difficult to answer, or do you have a sense for, you know, a set of questions or a particular question that's particularly difficult?
1: In, my, my thinking is that the ecosystem section probably has the hardest questions. Many of those cannot really be tackled by an individual just going out with a clever experiment and answering. Many of them do require pretty um, large and substantial bits of work in order to tackle them. It
0: seems like Many of the participants were from the United the UK. Is that is that right?
1: Yes, partly it's the centenary of the British Ecological Society, but also just budgets come into it. It we, would we'll be lovely to have had a hundred people from around the world, but to have the budget for that, and so we invited a few people from elsewhere, and we took advantage of a few people that we knew were nearby.
0: Do you think if a if a different group in, let's say, Australia or South America did the same exercise, do you think they would coalesce around a similar set of questions?
1: I'm asked that question repeatedly and would love to have a go at solving that sometime. I I would imagine it will be similar but obviously different. The so if it was new if it, so different countries have different ways of doing science. That's one issue. The other issue is if you just had a different set of people but equivalent set of people, would they come up with a Similar set of questions or not? That that I think is the really interesting question. So people in Australia or people in America do sound slightly differently, so they all do different sounds But would would a similar group come up with the same questions? I I would hope it would be reasonably similar, but I'd love to do that experiment.
0: So so in the paper um, you you talked a, bit, a little bit about sort of this. Uh, here and there, call for for general theory of ecology, um, and it seemed to be that uh, that you re- you were rejecting that the call for general theory. Um, and do you, is this was this a consensus of of all the co-authors on the paper, or are there are there some different camps that that disagree?
1: I didn't hear anyone markedly disagreeing. We we edited this as a collaborative exercise. And so people could add comments as they're going along and nobody seemed to do so.
0: Do you, do you, th- do you think that that it's worth at least trying to find a general theory of ecology?
1: Uh, it would be great if we could. It would make a lot of difference if we could.
0: And I, I mean, it seems like there might be in some particular sub-areas of ecology. Do, you, are there, do they exist in some of those areas?
1: Uh, yeah, absolutely. So uh, there's a core to population dynamics thinking. There's a few key ideas, obviously critically important. There's a there's the understanding, population dynamics from their adaptive behaviour, which is um, a sort of um, a clear, coherent intellectual way of thinking about large issues. There are various issues like that, but um, there are many areas in which we're lacking general rules.
0: Right. I mean, what what do you think is the the de- like, what, what about ecology sort of prevents those general rules from happening? Is it just the, the pure complexity of ecology?
1: I think so. It's the fine local detail that uh, mean that many the, the specific is actually very often important. So the general rules often tend to be not very exciting.
0: What should ecologists get from, uh, from reading this paper? Do you expect that... Uh, um, you know, for example, grad students are going to get more out of it than, than tenured faculty. Are or, or, or there, um, you, know, you what do you expect people to get out of reading this?
1: I think just anyone who's interested in looking for interesting ideas. And we know of papers where people have taken our previous papers and had the objective of answering one of those questions and done so. I know of individuals that have just looked through and said, "God, oh, that sounds like an interesting idea, and then changed their research accordingly.
0: So, do you, I mean, it sounds like doing this exercise is rather important if, if in fact, it's, it is changing some people's minds about about what they do.
1: Yeah, well, it's to, the way I see it, it's to set an agenda. It's to say, these are the questions that we really want to have answered. These are the questions that seem to be the most exciting to us.
0: Now, I was interested in, in sort of the the funding aspect of this. So it seems like um, different funding agencies are, you know, the NSF and the States and and equivalent ones in in, and, the UK probably have particular funding areas that they, they, they're interested in. And so do those, um, do they, do they, you know, do you think they take, um, take your papers like these that are sort of setting the agenda from the scientist's point of view and sort of um, try and fund, those areas based on sort of what the scientists are saying? Or or is there any relationship
1: at all? I don't think it's quite that simple, but I know the research councils look at these papers and think about these papers. We had a marine science review in the UK, signed by all the UK country governments, and the science agenda in there was based on our previous work. So. So this, these sorts of exercises can sometimes go straight into government policy.
0: We've been speaking with William Sutherland of University of Cambridge
1: for the Journal of Ecology podcast. I'm Scott Chamberlain.